You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6thandsports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Carrington Harrison. Excited to be here on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Rob is here. I am here. Let me give you an itinerary of what we have planned for today. Coming up in 30 minutes, Jay Binkley will join us in studio to recap last weekend and also look ahead to this upcoming week in the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes will be on the show today. Had to move some things around because of the playoff schedule, but Patrick Mahomes will be on the show today at 315. We will get a chance to talk to the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. He will be on the show coming up in about 75 minutes or so. We also will have Peter King, and for my money, Peter King is the best sports writer covering the NFL. A very busy show planned as we get you ready for the championship round between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. We got a lot to get into over the course of the next four hours, but before we do any of that, you guys know the drill. Pizza time on the drive, Carrington. Dial me up right now. Caller number six, 913-586-7610. Caller number six wins a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over Kansas City. They got a new spot in Waldo, plus locations in OP. That's my home, Pizza Tasio. Lee Summit, Midtown, North KC, St. Joe, and Lawrence. So whether in the mood for just a few slices or maybe you want a whole pie, be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio, also the Odyssey app. And number two, I need you to tell one friend. You don't got to tell two friends, but if you want some of the best pizza in Kansas City from our dear friends over at Pizza Tasio, then keep it locked in right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is where I would like to begin today's show. I would like to begin today's show by playing audio from Sean O'Hara. Usually, that's not how we start today's show. But this audio was so flagrant. This audio was so egregious. I cannot get through the next 30, 45 minutes without playing this audio. Sometimes in this business, people like me just need to acknowledge that you are going to get things wrong. I get paid to give you guys my opinions and predictions. I get things wrong. It comes with the territory. I'm going to get some things right. I'm going to get some things wrong. The game is the game, you know. But the worst thing you can continue to do in this is to continue to double down when you know you're wrong. I'm going to play you audio from somebody who just said this earlier today. This is not from last week. This is not from a year and a half ago. This is not from earlier in the season. This audio is from earlier today. 
How can you have this opinion? Listen to this. As NFL fans, we got robbed by another chance for to see more Josh Allen in that game. If the kicker makes the field goal, we're going into overtime. So I go back to that 13-second game where they changed the overtime rules because of that game because Josh didn't get a chance to do that. But look, I would those rankings right there, I mean, you could change them week to week if you want. But still, I'm taking... Regardless of the outcome, I'm taking Josh Allen every single time. Why are you taking Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes, the guy who's won multiple Super Bowls? He's been a multiple MVP both in Super Bowls and the regular season. I think Mahomes has the better team. That's why. But but, but pure quarterback play, I think Josh Allen is is better. You're not going to get me going, Varro. You're not getting me going viral on that. That that came from Sean. Sean O'Hara, that did not come from Bucky Brooks. No, 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 no. You can't argue that the Chiefs have a better defense right now. Uh, I mean, they do have a better better defense. Better tight end, better running back, better offensive line. So, look, Mahomes, this is not a disrespect on Mahomes. Look, I mean, if Josh Allen, it's 1A and 1B right there. Like I said, you can, you know, alternate them week to week. But Chiefs have the better team. Mahomes has the better team. Josh Allen, he's still looking for some help. Can I get somebody to catch the ball? Can I get somebody to make the field? We don't have to repeat yesterday's show. This is infuriating to me. I want to know why the national media is falling over themselves to defend Josh Allen. Buffalo had the ball three times at home in the fourth quarter of a three-point game. They came away with zero points. They had the ball first and 10 from the Kansas City 27. They gained one more yard and had to settle for a 44-yard field goal. We don't have to make excuses for Josh Allen. He wasn't good enough yesterday. That's okay. I'm going to give you guys two unbelievable stats to begin today's show. Number one, Josh Allen on Sunday completed two passes that the ball traveled more than five yards. Think about that. Of all the running, all he had two passes yesterday that were further than five yards down the field. Patrick Mahomes had two of them to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who couldn't have caught COVID in 2020. That's one stat. The second stat that I would like to give you is since Patrick Mahomes has entered the NFL, Patrick Mahomes has 13 playoff wins. He has two MVP trophies. He has three Super Bowl appearances and two championships. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson combined have 12 playoff wins, two MVPs, one appearance, and have not won a championship. Please stop comparing the Chiefs quarterback to all these other mere mortals. Joe Burrow is a mortal. Lamar Jackson is a mortal. Josh Allen is a regular person. The Chiefs quarterback is an alien. He was specifically created by the football gods to terrorize the other 31 teams in the National Football League. Please stop comparing him to Josh Allen, 
who has one AFC championship appearance, and this is the Chiefs' sixth AFC championship appearance. Please stop it. This isn't a stat, but I want to play for you some audio because maybe you're thinking, hey, Carrington, you're a homer. You know, you live in Kansas City. Of course you think this. Why don't you be more objective? Do you guys trust Tom Brady's opinion on quarterbacks? He's pretty knowledgeable, right? He knows what he's talking about. He certainly has won playoff games and MVPs and appearances and rings and all of that. Tom knows what he's talking about. I want to play for you what Tom Brady also said earlier today in relation to the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's Tom Brady, if you don't believe me. He's an incredible competitor, and I think it's on display in the biggest moment. So I, everyone, I got a lot of questions for you again. What do you think? It's at Buffalo. And I said, I think I like Patrick. He, he doesn't, doesn't phase him. He doesn't care that it's in Buffalo. He wants to go out and play who's ever the best to see how he matches up. And he always seems to play his best in the big moments. And you know, even the Super Bowl where we got him in when we were in Tampa, he was, you know, he was running all over. He ran for 450 yards, you know, horizontally across the field in order to get passes off. And there was kind of an onslaught of pressure. But he still, in those moments, was giving his team a chance to win from his athletic ability, his tenacity, his competitiveness. He's got so many of the intangibles. So beyond his ability to throw the ball, run it when he does, he had a great run yesterday. I think he's got these intangibles that everyone believes and I said it in the third quarter yesterday, as soon as Casey took the lead, it felt like Buffalo's got to go, oh, God, this is not the game we wanted. I don't think that we have ever played audio on this show that was a greater compliment to Patrick Mahomes than the one that we just played. That's Tom Brady. That's seven championships. That's 10 appearances. That's Mr. 28-3 himself just said that the Chiefs quarterback has a way of always coming through in the big moments. Tom Brady just said that. That's like Kobe Bryant telling you that you're clutch. That's like Ted Williams telling you, hey, man, you got a really good swing. That's Tiger Woods saying, you know what, man, you're actually really good at golf. There is no greater compliment that you can receive as an athlete than Tom Brady saying that you have the ability to come through in big moments. I told you guys yesterday, there's levels to this. And Allen's not on that level, and that's okay. Joe Burrow also isn't at that level. That's fine. I love Lamar Jackson. He's going to win his second MVP award. He still has a losing playoff record. They're not the same. Stop doing this. I implore every single person in the media to stop it. Knock it off. This is ridiculous. How can you continue to watch Patrick Mahomes and still be a non-believer? And now, after all season watching this Chiefs team, now we're saying that Mahomes has the better roster? Knock it off. Back in October, you were ready to fire every wide receiver that was, that was associated with the Chiefs. You were ready to take down Otis Taylor's name from the ring of honor because he played wide receiver. Now it's unfair. He's got too much. He has so much of an advantage. It's nonsense. Knock it off. You sound worse than the Buffalo fans yesterday who were crying. I feel so empty. Just sad overall. It's not even frustration or 
It is frustration, but we're not even mad. It's just sad. I want to move on. But I want to give you guys these stats again so you can share them with anybody in need. Patrick Mahomes in his career has 13 playoff wins. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson combined have 12 of them. There is no similarities. There is no comparison. It is disrespectful to Patrick Mahomes to mention those guys in the same vein. The same way that it's disrespectful to put Drew Brees or Russell Wilson in the same conversation as Tom Brady, it is equally disrespectful to compare Josh Allen to Patrick Mahomes and what we have seen him do over the course of the last six years. And I hate to name call, but if you would take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes, you're an idiot. I don't have a better word to describe your opinions or your feelings than you're an idiot. Keep it right here, Sadra. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kansas City, it's Willie Gay Jr. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Coming up in about 10, 15 minutes or so, Binkley's going to join us in studio. If you've been listening to the show for some time, you know that one of my favorite shows is The Chappelle Show. And on Chappelle's show, they used to do this skit, and the skit was called... You're watching When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. Well, even though they only got two and a half seasons of Chappelle's show... We still get new episodes all the time of this. You're watching When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. The newest contestant on When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong, he plays for the Buffalo Bills. His name is Deion Dawkins. Now, before the game, 
Deion Dawkins had a lot to say in the media about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Why don't we go to the footage? No disrespect. What year is this for, Pat? Seven or eight? Seven? Seven, right? He's only been here once? So he's never been here. Simple as that. Pat has never been to the Bills Stadium in full effect. I'm excited because it'll be, the environment will be different. And not to say it's in our favor, but stadium is our favor. I don't care what nobody says. This is the most dopest feeling I've ever had. Like, we've, like, we're having two back-to-back playoff games home. Like, come on now. Like, we get to leave and go eat wings. Like, like it's, it's cool. So, good luck. That was Deion Dawkins before the game. Now, he tried to step all over that quote. I mean, no disrespect. I mean, I don't want to call it an advantage, but it's an advantage. He was doing everything to kind of qualify it. Well, it is very obvious that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs heard this message. Very obvious. Patrick Mahomes, after the game, his headline or his caption on his Instagram picture was good luck. They show a video of him inside the locker room, and he says, Buffalo wanted this. This is what they wanted. This was Deion Dawkins after playing the Kansas City Chiefs because it's one thing to do all that yapping before the game, but eventually you got to step onto the field, and the winner and loser is going to be decided over those 60 minutes. Well, we know who won. We know who lost. We know who usually loses in this scenario. It's the Buffalo Bills. They're losers. So Deion Dawkins today did an interview. He was on with Kay Adams, and he was asked about that. Hey, this is what you said before the game. How do you feel after the game? This is what he said. I'm going to tell you the truth, right? People are so not weird, but people just be trying to find any type of fuel, right? In in that interview, I started off with, look, this is no disrespect because it's not. I'm just speaking the fact. I was just speaking the fact that... Pat Mahomes has never came to the to our stadium. So, you know, like, good luck with whatever you have to do to figure out what you have to do to win, which he did. So, yeah, it, it kind of hit do hard. You think like, it, do you think it played a factor? What? People out there are saying, why would you give him fuel bullets and board? Like, you, like Man, people are no. sort of saying that you, you got him going. No, he wasn't thinking about that the whole game like he wasn't like oh this is my good luck drive oh this is watch I'm about to show him good luck good luck like no like absolutely not like like people see media clips and people see what yeah. goes on and and that's just and what it is but uh no I don't think and and that that fueled him uh but I definitely think that as a top competitor on this planet like like he kept that there like all right Cool, I got you, but that's why, and we play. Like, yeah. like we don't play to be quiet. Like, I don't play to be quiet. Um, I talk smack when I'm playing games, and this is what makes it fun. Like, you know? <laughs> You're watching When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. ha. <laughs> Rob, what's that quote that the kids say about standing on business? And it sounded like he was standing on business there. I mean, you know, people love to take the clip. And I mean, all I said was good luck. Bro, you lost. You lost. I mean, uh, I mean, people just make it a big deal. He wasn't thinking about that. Okay. All right, Deion Dawkins. Good luck to you. You know, I hope 
that you have a great rest of your winter. I hope that you have a great spring. I hope that you are watching the game this weekend somewhere warm. I'm sure you're going to help contribute to the record television ratings. I mean, Sunday was the most watched divisional round matchup that we have ever seen. I'm sure the AFC championship game, everyone's cheering for the Lions. You got Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson going up against each other. I'm sure the NFL will have another record weekend. You'll be contributing to that. Not like playing in the game. You'll be contributing by, you know, watching it on television. I mean, it's the media. They just, they clip these things. People are acting weird. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, I, it's hard to argue. You, you guys got what you wanted. This was the game that you had wanted. What would happen if we get Kansas City in our building we have the advantage. We won six games in a row. We're playing with momentum. We have them at everything lined up in your favor. This was one that you were supposed to cash in. This was a game that you were supposed to win. And what did you do? You lost again to the same team, the same quarterback in an even more heartbreaking fashion than before. It sucks to suck. You ever seen an old lineman backpedal that fast? <laughs> I mean, it was he the- was Dion in the backpedal right there. Oh, it was all time. He and Revis back, 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 back. <laughs> it was all time. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I mean, he wasn't thinking about me, man. He wasn't okay. All right. Good luck to you, dear sir. Good luck to you. Patrick Mahomes now as an underdog in NFL games is against the spread. Nine, one, and one. I'm trying to figure out like what stat is actually more remarkable. The fact that Patrick Mahomes has only been an underdog in 11 games in which he has been the starting quarterback, which is just a wild number. Or the fact that in those 11 games, the Chiefs have won nine of them. It it's very wild to think they are underdog again this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens. Do you think that that's correct? You're somebody that gambles on these games. Do you think the line is fair in this matchup, given Patrick Mahomes' history in AFC championship games, given Lamar's playoff track record? Do you think that the line is correct this week? Yeah, I mean, it's basically the home game, the home field advantage line, right? Like in the general rule of thumb, three points for home field, it's basically three, three and a half. Vegas has to understand Patrick Mahomes is different, but the Ravens are coming off a lot of rest and they thumped the Texans and the Chiefs eked out a victory on the road. I think the line's about right. I mean, if it finishes at two and a half, two, that's fine too. But yeah, I, I think the line's in the right, right area, don't you? Yeah, I think the line is correct. I mean, you can maybe argue it should be Buff or Baltimore minus two. I think you can maybe argue that, but that seems about right. The fact that they were the better regular season team, the fact that they are at home, I do think you give them the little bit of a nudge in this game. I'm just a big believer at this point. I'm not worried about the point spread. Who do you think is going to win the game? If Baltimore is going to win, I don't know if Kansas City covers in that scenario. You take the minus three, you take the minus two and a half, and you feel pretty good about it. Whichever side that you're on, that you just have the winner of the game. If you want to get a little extra odds, you play the money line on it. But at this point in the season, with how close these two teams are, I'm not really haggling with you over a half point or a point 
and how close these two teams are. You've got two really, really good football teams that are going to play each other on Sunday to decide who represents the AFC in the Super Bowl. So I don't know if you're necessarily as worried about who's favored in this game. I think these are two, for the most part, pretty evenly matched teams. Coming up in just a little bit, Binkley is going to join us in studio. I want to play this before Binkley joins us. Because every week there is somebody complaining about Taylor Swift and her attendance at these games. And I'm going to guess that Taylor Swift will again be at the game on Sunday. This is real love. Over the last three weeks, she has gone outside in the frigid temperatures to watch Travis Kelsey. She flew to Buffalo, New York. I don't even know if they have a private airport in Buffalo, New York. She flew to Buffalo with her famous friends, and now she's flying to Baltimore, Maryland to see her man go to the Super Bowl. That's real love. But we're not talking enough about how Taylor Swift's appearance is bringing in a whole new crowd of fans. Even for a league as popular as the National Football League, they can continue to grow. That's why they keep putting games internationally, because they're trying to grow She has been great in helping grow the game of football, especially among young women. I want to play this audio for you of a really cool story. Listen to this. The two guys in front of us were yelling to um, Jason, like, give her a chance. And then I get Jason drunk his He opened up the window, he climbed out of the suite, and then gave the girl next to us a photo, and then um, he said, let's show Taylor this sign. Do you not have a heart? For those of you that constantly get mad when they show Taylor Swift in the game, can't you see how much happiness this is bringing people? Can't you see this? This little girl went with her folks to the game just hoping to get a chance to see the biggest pop star in the world. Future Hall of Fame center Jason Kelsey, seasless little girl, Go, goes out of his million-dollar suite with all of these famous people, unlimited food, unlimited drinks. Seems like an amazing time. He picks this little girl up so she can meet Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift can see her sign. Jason Kelsey just created a football fan for life and did something great for somebody else. Isn't the saying is that true kindness is those who do things for people who aren't in a position to help them? Jason Kelsey didn't have to do this. He could have just sat up there and continued to mind his business. But he created a lifelong memory for that little girl. And I'm happy for it. I'm happy that Taylor Swift continues to be at these games. And I'm excited that she's going to be at the one on Sunday. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by our guy Jay Binkley. We'll cover the Chiefs win over the Buffalo Bills and start to get you ready for the NFL's version of the Final Four. That's coming up. Keep it right here. It's the drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He is the master of the mock. And football expert. I looked at last year's top 20 sackers in the NFL, and there's 28 of them because eight of them, you know, it tied. And 18 of them were first-round picks. 
and 12 of them were picks 1 through 15. So history would say, if you're already trade up, and I've seen you know, the trade-ups for Chris Olave and Jamison Williams, but history would dictate if you're going to trade up, you trade up to get Ed Drescher. He's a man who enjoys an ice-cold beer. Give me one of those famous giant beers I heard so much about. And a travel aficionado. There are things to do right here. You don't need to go to the Caribbean. Or you don't need to go to Europe. You don't need to do things. You just go to where we go. Jay Binkley of Bink at Night joins the drive. We are very happy to be joined in studio by Jay Binkley coming up at 315. We'll be joined by the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Let's talk to Bink. Bink, how you doing, my man? We only have three NFL games left. I know you're heartbroken about this, man. It's coming yeah. to an end. College football season yeah. is over. It's constant transfer yeah. portal, coaching news, and we only got three games left in the NFL. You came in here telling me that you were doing USFL previews. You're getting fired up for spring football it's already. It's the United Football League. It's a combination between USFL and XFL. We've got Birmingham versus Arlington, the two champions from the two different leagues in week one. Now, I'd be in the fetal position. I was very upset about football uh, becoming over. But guess what? It's time for it's draft season, baby. It's draft season, Dot. Bink, you want to just go ahead and give me your mock? Do I want to get your mock? Yeah, just, I mean, just who do you think the Chiefs are taking? Let's just go ahead and get it yeah, out of the I, way. I, 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 I can, tell, I can tell you're itching to tell us who the Chiefs are going to draft well, if in I the did first a full, round. Well, a full teaser. I want people obviously listen to the podcast we released today, but uh, we have it in there. But it, we, it's with other teams picking, too. So we had to pick kind of who was still there. We took A.D. Mitchell uh, from Texas, the 6'4 wide receiver, who had a big game in the playoffs even for Georgia. He was there two years for two national titles. Uh, before going to Texas this year, Brian Thomas was our guy in Chiefs, uh, or the, excuse me, the NFL Mach 1.0, uh, the 6'4 wide receiver out of LSU. But man, he's climbing. I mean, he's climbing like 10 to 15, number 10 to 15 in the draft. And I think a lot of these, even Keon Coleman was the popular pick uh, for the Chiefs to kind of slid back. But wait till the combine, they get 40 times and stuff like that. But we went A.D. Mitchell, wide receiver, Texas for the Chiefs. In uh, way, Mel Kuyper put his out today, and he had Troy Franklin, the receiver uh, out of Oregon. Again, six foot three, good, tall, physical wide receivers that are going to be there for the Chiefs. Perfect combination. Right now, we're joined in studio by Jay Binkley. Be sure to check out the Character Concerns podcast. Bink has his first mock draft out of the year. You saw Mel Kuyper do it, and now you got your no, first it, mock you know draft what? out of the season. No, he copied you, Bink. We, we, yeah, well, he couldn't have because we recorded it last night. He put his out today, and I'm like, oh, crap, man. man. He knew Because last time we beat him to it. He knew you was coming. That's he, what it he was. He knew you coming. It's funny because I think we both had Enos Rakestraw uh, going to the Ravens at the end of the first round. We went to it because – like, you know, I think Enos is a, a first-round pick. You know, Rake Stroll is a first-round pick, and he's starting to climb in there a little bit. But we picked him in the first round, and there's Mel Kuyper picking him a Raven, too. He just seems like a Raven. Bink, let's start with this. Big picture. Why do you think the Chiefs continue to beat the Buffalo Bills? Because it would seem that these two teams are fairly even for the most part. But Kansas City is 3-0 and in the games that really matter. What do you think Kansas? What do you think gives Kansas City the decided advantage over them? Honestly, I think a lot of it is in their head. I think a lot of times Buffalo is, uh, and if I if I was the Ravens this week, I would have really, really, really been pulling for the Buffalo Bills because had they beat the Chiefs, I don't know how much attention. Obviously, they're going to put a lot of attention to the Ravens, but that's kind of their Super Bowl, you know, getting over that hump, getting over that step like the Chiefs, you know, for years. Hey, can they beat the Patriots? And they gunned for the Patriots and bring in Steve Spagnuolo, want to beat them. They wanted to beat the Chiefs that bad. And they still really hang on to that 13 seconds. 
that every every time I do a, a show in Buffalo, I get these friends out there at Rochester, sister station out there, and they come on here and we come on there, and we've been doing this since the draft in 2017 when the Chiefs um, got Patrick Mahomes uh, from the Buffalo Bills, and which is funny. Uh, but we've been talking about it, and they, they talk about the 13 seconds. Hey, let's talk about that. It's like, you know what? No, they, it's not 65 toss power trap. That's not, do we have time to run wasp? It's the Grim Reaper game. But the Chiefs lost the Bengals the next week. And they keep saying, well, the Buffalo Bills are your biggest uh, rival, aren't they? And I was like, yeah, I think it's the Bengals, to be honest with you. They so bad want me to say Buffalo is the biggest rival or not. We're clearly their biggest rival. I think the Chiefs are more their focus than their own division this year. And it's that Chiefs, the psychological thing, like, oh, man, once Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs took a lead with Pacheco, it's like, man, they can be able to beat these Chiefs. And they worry about Tyler Bass and the missed field goal. Man, Mahomes would have destroyed them another way. Uh, it would have been a tie game, minute 43, two timeouts. But the Chiefs dance in their head, man. I think it's becoming a big psychological thing with them. I led the show yesterday with that there is a difference between being rich and wealthy. Like, you and I know some rich people. Wealth is different. Clark Hunt is wealthy. Travis Kelsey is rich, for example. Taylor Swift is wealthy, and Travis Kelsey's rich. <laughs> Both of them have, hey, you know what? You don't wake up wondering where your next meal is going to come from, but when you get to that level, you see that there is a difference in amenities, quality oh, of life, yeah. etc. Travis Kelsey can work for an NFL team. Taylor Swift can buy one. <laughs> I'm looking at the these two teams at the quarterback position. I think Buffalo has a very good quarterback. 100%. I think Buffalo has an elite quarterback. Scored three touchdowns a couple of days ago. Ran for two, threw for a touchdown. Yep. Obviously has the love of his team, love of his fan base. Josh Allen is great. Josh Allen will likely go to the Hall of Fame. There is a difference between those two. Buffalo had three opportunities to take advantage of that game. Kansas City last scored with 14.30 left in the fourth quarter. Kansas City had a couple of different opportunities. Like, a couple of different. We then look at Buffalo. You had three chances to really, like, walk through the door. You had a chance. You didn't do it. If Patrick Mahomes is in that situation, the Chiefs win that football game. That's the thing that just really keeps, like, really stuck, sticking out to me of this game and hearing people's commentary about it is Buffalo had an opportunity to win. If you got an elite Hall of Fame quarterback, you got to score in that scenario. Yeah, you remember the Vikings game? Was it uh, about a year or so ago? It's where Kirk Cousins wore the chains and stuff on the plane on the way home because they beat the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills fumbled it. Right there where the Buffalo Bills had a chance to win the game. Buffalo Bills had a chance to beat the Eagles this year, that game right after the Chiefs game, but they blew it, and the game went to overtime. I mean, right at the end, the clutch moments, man. You either have the clutch gene or you don't, and they don't have it. I know they're so worried about Patrick Mahomes, and I think it still bothers them. They act like it doesn't, but it really bothers, I think, that fan base. Like, they were throwing snowballs at the Chiefs, which is fine, but they should have turned around and threw them at their front office for giving the Chiefs Patrick Mahomes. They changed the whole fortune of this town and the league forever when they decided to make that trade uh, to Kansas City. And they, they've forgotten over it. They tried to appease themselves with, you know, going out and getting Josh Allen. But Patrick Mahomes is just a piece to the puzzle for the Buffalo Bills. They need to worry about Joe Burrow. They got to worry about Lamar Jackson. You got to worry about Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to worry about C.J. Stroud. I mean, these are problems that aren't going away. So they may be focused in on Mahomes, but there's a whole other world of great quarterbacks in the AFC, this is their opportunity. The NFL, you don't get many opportunities. That window closes fast. When you have an opportunity to get Kansas City, just like Mahomes said, they wanted us, they got us, you know, after the game. This was their golden opportunity. A few years ago when they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and they were the number one team, 
Everybody, oh, Buffalo Bills, they go the following week and lose to the Titans. It was the year of the 13th second game, right? Buffalo should have had that game in Buffalo, but they lose to Urban Meyer and the Jaguars 9-6. to Didn't make any sense. They let Carson Wentz score 41 on them uh, when he was with the uh, Colts in Buffalo. But that game ended up being in Kansas City because Buffalo peed down their leg down the stretch because they don't have that clutch gene. Do you think Josh Allen ever gets one? Man, you know, I really, really, really like Josh Allen. I, it's going to be hard to think so. And I heard Mitch yesterday, was, you know, we talked about the, the Phillip Rivers. And that's, that's Phillip Rivers is a great quarterback. Listen, he was a great quarterback, put up big-time numbers. But do you want to be that guy? Or Dan Marino never won a title. I mean, you don't take it for granted when you get that opportunity uh, to do it. Uh, but the answer is, uh, at this point, no. I just think they can – because they're going to have to reload this whole team. And now all of a sudden, you have to, like I said, you're going to deal with Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson's a year younger than Mahomes, even though they started the same year, 2018, even though Mahomes drafted the year ahead of him. But they're going to have to deal with top-quality elite quarterbacks in the AFC for years to come. It's not just Mahomes. It's a whole bunch of them. This is a really interesting next, like, 90 days for the Buffalo Bills. The money for Josh Allen is about to kick in. Like, it's about to kick in. He's going to go from $18 million to $44 million. Gabe Davis is a free agent. We'll see if you end up making a decision on Stephon Diggs. You've got some other cap issues and situations that you have to figure out. I think every three years you have to expect that you're going to turn over your roster. You certainly know that here in Kansas City. Like We've seen three different versions of the Chiefs under Patrick Mahomes. That first team that couldn't stop anybody. Then you go get Frank Clark. You go get Tyra Matthew. Then you got to completely retool your offensive line. Then you trade Tyreek Hill. You are constantly evolving and changing yourself. The whole roster's different except for four guys and two of them are Butker and Winchester. For the most part, it feels like Buffalo has been able to keep their core intact. It feels like this was the end of that for them. I don't know where Gabriel Davis is going to be next year. I don't know where some of their other moves. You gave Von Miller a lot of money, and he is—he looks done. He had five tackles this year and didn't get a sack. This was... And he was brought there to stop Mahomes. This was the year that if you were going to do it, if you were Buffalo, it needed to happen this season. And 100%. It didn't. 100%. And they need to fire Sean McDermott. They should have already done it at this point because he's not going to get the job done. Andy Reid's 5-0 and against his previous assistants. Uh, when he plays them um, in the NFL, in the playoffs. And they can't get it done. And McDermott didn't get it done. And put it this way, this team, yeah, they were the, se- the second seed. They, keep, they were not going to be in the playoffs if they lost to Miami. I mean, that is really weird dynamic where you can either be the second seed or not in the playoffs whatsoever. Chiefs gave them that game at Arrowhead. They should have even been in the playoffs anyway. And then you hand up what happened this year. And then Dorsey was fired. Then people were wanting McDermott fired. Then all of a sudden they started winning games. It's the ultimate Dr. and Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team that I've called them this year. They've been really good or really bad. But they were in disarray, and they were holding on. They were holding on for dear life, um, especially Miami. I don't think is going anywhere for a while in that division. I think the Patriots with Mayo is going to get better. And um, the, who knows about the Jets? The Jets are the wild card in a the situation. They could be really good. At some point, if Rodgers ends up playing the whole year, be a good team, too. They're going to have a formidable uh, division, division at this point, but it was right there. You had Kansas City in your backyard. You had a down Kansas City. This Kansas City team wasn't as good offensively as what they've seen in the past. Now, the defense is better, yes, but they were moving the ball on the Chiefs in the first half. Second half, no, they didn't. The Chiefs kind of shut it down, but this was their opportunity, and they let it pass. In the NFL, you don't let opportunities go by you 
it did with them. McDermott's not the answer, and they should know that. When you have to switch coordinators like they've done, and like you said, everybody's getting older, you've got a salary cap over the cap of $49 million. Chiefs are way under the cap. It is just not a good situation for them, especially when their division keeps getting better. Right now, we're joined in studio by Jay Binkley. Patrick Mahomes is going to join us coming up in 30 minutes. I do want to get your opinions on the NFC Championship matchup between the Lions and the Niners. Before we do that, two-part question. Do you believe that Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers? On a scale from 1 to 10, how worried are you that Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers? I think Jim Harbaugh will be the next coach of the Chargers and he'll make this uh, division interesting because this division is not interesting. All these teams spending all this money chasing Mahomes. But yeah, you, you put the Justin Herbert finally with the guy that knows the quarterback position playing in the NFL. And, and being an offensive guy, it is a perfect combination to have Jim Harbaugh with Justin Herbert. I mean, they, they shouldn't even sniff around. The, the whole Belichick, listen, come on, man. Go 100% offense with a guy like Harbaugh. But how's concerned am I, 1 through 10? I'd say, I'd probably say 7 because I think Harbaugh can build championships and can build a winner. Hell, he's been in the Super Bowl and won a national title in college football. But, yeah, I mean, eventually you're not going to win the division every other year. That would clearly, I think, put the Chargers at number two in this division just with him putting the pen to the paper. I think you could make an argument that Jim Harbaugh is the best football coach in the world. I mean, the answer is probably Andy Reid. But if you have seen Jim Harbaugh. When you can win at both levels. And he's won at a high level at both levels. Whether it was at Michigan taking them and winning a national championship, he got San Francisco, they went to the Super Bowl, Stanford, that was KU bad, therefore a stretch. They won double-digit games by the time that he was done. I, I think you can make a real strong argument that Harbaugh is the best football coach in the world. He could have been at Kansas, but they didn't want him coaching his bowl game. Like, they blew that one. Like, Kansas almost had him, man, because he's got family here in Kansas City and comes back here. That's interesting. That's really the theme of Kansas football. Hey, they almost had Jamar Chase. Oh, they almost had Jim Harbaugh. They had Keon Coleman for a couple of weeks. They almost had Najee Harris. Yeah, but but it's kind of funny. But yeah, Harbaugh, he wins wherever he goes. Pete Carroll, he found a way to win at both levels. It's very hard for these coaches to win in college and in pros. And one thing about Harbaugh is he understands who and what his team is. Like, Michigan was about their defense. It's the number one defense in the country. Yes, they could still light the scoreboard up, too. But even J.J. McCarthy's numbers came way down towards the end of the year. They just realized, hey, let's go ahead and win with this defense. It's the number one defense in the country. It's the number one points against even. You learn how to play. It's like the Chiefs. I think they're finally, okay, learning what they are, who and what they are. They're a defensive team. It's just different than they've been in the past. They're accepting it. The Patriots accepted it because early on, Tom Brady and that crew, it was like, it was like Troy Brown and Deion Branch and guys like that. It was a defensive team. Then all of a sudden, here comes Randy Moss and Wes Wilker became an offensive team, then back to a defensive team. They just played to the strengths, played to the hits. Who and what are we? And I think the Chiefs are starting to get that, but Harbaugh has always understood who and what he is. And this year was about running the football. Uh, it was about ball control, and it was about letting that defense eat. Right now, we're joined in studio by Jay Binkley here for a couple of more minutes. Let's get to the NFC Championship game. I'm picking the Lions. I think the Detroit Lions are going to the Super Bowl. I feel worse. We just become best friends. Yeah, I feel worse about San Francisco after watching them play their first playoff game than I did before. I just, I feel worse about Brock Purdy. I feel worse about that defense. They could potentially not have Debo Samuel, and Brock Purdy has been a completely different quarterback without Debo Samuel than with him. I just, seven points is a lot in this game. I don't think that San Francisco right now is seven points better than the Detroit Lions. I like them. 
Yeah, I like the way the Lions are playing as well. It's a confident group. And, yeah, Debo Samuel is everything. I, I can't imagine. If there's one guy I could take from the NFL and put him on the Chiefs' offensive roster, it'd be Debo. Like He's like the perfect Andy Reid guy. Get to put him in the backfield. He just does everything. He does everything for that team. He's got kind of the heart and soul of what that offense is. And I know Christian McCaffrey's out there and everything else. That's fine. Chiefs put 529 yards on him last year when it was the number one defense in the country. But, yeah, they're a different team. And also, you get them down the fourth quarter. What's Shanahan now, 1-30 when he's down in the fourth quarter? That that doesn't bode well for him. But the Lions are a hungry team, man. And you and I discussed Purdy a couple weeks ago. I remember taking it you know, from the text line and everything else because I just saw way too many things at the end of the game, like the two interceptions when he's had an opportunity to beat the Vikings when they went on a three-game stretch where they lost all three games. And you lose the P.J. Walker in Cleveland. They went to Minnesota, and he threw an interception to the same guy at the end of the game. Everything's got to be right. They hit the bottle up George Kittle and uh, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, but Debo Samuel was their go-to guy. But I- I'm with you with the Lions. I really like upset there. It's really interesting and like a fun case study because I think that San Francisco probably has the best roster out of the four remaining teams. But they also clearly have the worst quarterback. So is it better to be stronger two through 53 than all the other teams, but you are worse at one? All the other teams that are still there. Now, maybe you could argue something different with Detroit, but Detroit certainly has a good quarterback. Kansas City's quarterback is their best player. Baltimore's quarterback is their best player. Detroit's quarterback, obviously very, very good. Brock Purdy is what? Their sixth best player? Seventh best player? Can you win a Super Bowl in the modern era if that is the case with your roster? They had the chance for heavyweight fight. I mean, Baltimore goes out there. Baltimore was what? Five-point underdogs when they went out there a couple weeks ago? Baltimore was pissed. They were pissed they were the underdog. And I I thought the wrong team was favored in that game. And Baltimore goes out there and and handles them. That's that's the one. I I think Baltimore's got the best, uh, um, plays the best football going forward, to be honest with you, CDOT. Uh, I think they're even better than the 49ers. 49ers are solid, but the front runners, they need that lead. Then they can go into their ball control mode and, and kind of settle things down. They got to get to the quarterback. They haven't been able to do that like they have last year, even though they've gone out and got about every available uh, edge rusher that they can. But I, I feel out of the four, I do believe Baltimore has the strongest roster, even over 49ers. We had Mitch Holtis on the show yesterday, and I asked him, as he watches Baltimore, what does he notice? And the first thing he said was, I don't see a weakness for this team. When you watch the Baltimore Ravens, what do you see? It's so solid defensively. And here's the thing. The Chiefs, total defense, are actually better. Chiefs are second, they're sixth. Against the pass, the Ravens are sixth. The Chiefs are fourth. Points per game, the Ravens have them. And they have three more sacks. They lead the NFL. But Baltimore's done something that's never been done since the merger. They got the trifecta. Led the NFL in takeaways, led it in sacks, and led it in points per game. That that trifecta has not ever been done uh, since the two leagues uh, merged. The number one thing that impressed me the most, though, they've beaten eight teams with winning records by more than 14 points. The previous record in the NFL was five, and they've done it eight times. I mean, this is a this is a solid roster up and down. The Chiefs are going to earn this one. Chiefs are going to earn this one. That doesn't mean eight. When it's three hours. You know, on Sunday in Baltimore, different things can happen because we've seen Baltimore lose games they shouldn't have. But right this season, Baltimore has played better than anybody else. 
That is my guy, Jay Binkley, joining us in studio to get you ready for the championship round between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Bink, it's always good talking football with you, my friend. Check out the Character Concerns podcast as well. I'm highly encouraging everybody hey, to listen to it. I'm going to be on the Character Concerns podcast once the NFL season is over. Let's I can't wait. Let's talk receivers. I want to know who let's you want. Let's do it. Combine time. Let's do it. I want to know who you want. That's our guy, Jay Binkley, joining us in studio. Don't turn that dial. We got Patrick Mahomes joining the show coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 